true gift of Irving Abella as a father, teacher, and professor were his values, Jewish, Canadian, humane. Calling out and fighting injustice, whether immigration policy, anti-Semitism, racism, exclusion, or historical and ongoing injustice, was the extension of these values. That was Jacob Abella, or JJ as everybody calls him. He's a lawyer and one of Irving Abella's two sons, and he was speaking at his father's funeral Tuesday at Toronto's Beth Zedek Synagogue. Meanwhile, tributes continue to pour in for the late Canadian historian and Jewish community leader. Irving Abella died on Sunday, July 3rd, after a long illness. He had just turned 82. Abella was a history professor who taught for decades at York University, and he wrote many, many articles and many books, but he was best known for co-writing None is Too Many with Harold Troper in 1983. They proved without a doubt how Canada's wartime government of Mackenzie King deliberately turned away desperate European Jews who were trying to escape Nazi Germany and the Holocaust. It was a record that had remained hidden and even denied for half a century. Here's Irving Abella speaking in a 2013 lecture at Carleton University about how that book shamed Canada into facing its racist past. No one had looked into the matter of, of refugees, and there had to be a reason why. Uh, so maybe there wasn't a story. And One of the things I did was look at the immigration handbook that was passed out to new immigrants who came to Canada. Uh, up until the appearance of None is Too Many. And there was a paragraph about the Holocaust in which it said something to the effect that when war, before war broke out and the situation of German and Austrian and European Jews became parlous, the government of Canada stepped forward and accepted these, many of these refugees who would come to Canada, work hard, and accomplish a great deal. That paragraph was removed once none is too many came out. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, July the 5th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. On today's episode, we take a look at the life of Irving Abella, a man who Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said this week had worked tirelessly to advocate for Jewish Canadians, to document Jewish history in Canada, and to make Canada a better place. Abella was head of the former Canadian Jewish Congress lobby group during the 1990s. He advocated for Canada to pursue Nazi war criminals. And indeed, it was thanks to his advocacy working behind the scenes that in 2018, Justin Trudeau stood in the House of Commons and apologized to Canada's Jews for anti-Semitism and for the country having turned away the MS St. Louis ship in 1939 that had been carrying hundreds of Jewish refugees. Despite Abella's many accolades and honors during his life, at his funeral, his sons revealed a glimpse of the private man, the one who ran things at home while their mother, Rosalie Abella, served for 17 years as the first Jewish woman to be on the Supreme Court of Canada. A man who loved eating smoke meat sandwiches, loved the Leafs and the Raptors, and most of all, the Toronto Blue Jays baseball team, and who always put his family first, as Abella's other son, Zachary, remembers. He was very humble. He never took his innumerable accomplishments home with him, we thought it was cool when he was profiled in magazines and on the journal and, and was interviewed on 60 Minutes, but it didn't change him. We loved seeing how None is Too Many or Coat of Many Colors were doing on the McLean's weekly bestsellers list, and, and he did too, but at home he was just dad. He was immensely proud of receiving the Order of Canada, but to celebrate that night in Ottawa, we all went to see Mrs. Doubtfire. 
That's who he was. Irving Abella was born in Toronto in 1940. Most of his close friends and family called him Itchy. His parents ran a lunch counter south of Kensington Market, near the garment factories of Spadina Avenue, and many workers would come to eat there. And he would later write about their stories as he founded the Discipline of Canadian Labour History Studies. Abella met his wife, Rosalie, in the 60s, and the couple was married for 53 years. They lived in Toronto first and then in Ottawa until Justice Abella's retirement last year, and she put all her commitments on hold as his health declined. Here's their son, JJ, describing his parents' relationship as something out of a Barbara Streisand movie. They were the original owl and the pussycat, uh, to borrow a term from a movie in the 1960s. They, my mom would say that often, my dad less so, but, uh, but it was true. It was... Uh, she was the pussycat, he was the owl, the professor, wise. It's, it's, it's hard to describe because, you know, you, you see him as, as this, this brilliant professor um, and what he meant for the country, but that's what he was like at home. That's what he was like with us, calm, patient, he, he, wise. Uh, he, he was everything you imagine and more because he was ours. It came in handy having an in-house editor who would improve the teen's school essays at 5 o'clock in the morning or personally ghostwrite the Dvar Torah that 13-year-old JJ went on to deliver at his own bar mitzvah. It was three decades ago, and I can tell you it was an exceptionally good Dvar Torah, even brilliant. Some said it was the best Dvar Torah they had ever heard. Now, the author of this Dvar Torah, uh, completely and utterly responsible for the entirety of its brilliance, was the great Irving Abella. Sure, he consulted me. Um, consulted, I use that term advisedly. Uh, but uh, it was a meticulously researched, beautifully constructed labor of love for which he took absolutely no credit. And that should tell you about everything the man, the father that Irving Abella was. Rabbi Baruch Friedman Cole reminded people about Abella's other important book called Code of Many Colors that showed 200 years of Jewish history in this country. I want to just stress that Itchy was not afraid to open up new areas of academic research and teaching, even though other people thought that's not where he should be paying attention. So he began the field of labor history in Canada, and he pioneered research in Canadian Jewish history. He wore a coat of many colors. He was a historian who also made history. That research that led from the archives was recognized last year in the House of Commons as having changed Canadian perceptions about immigration and refugee policy. He provided an underpinning for a robust Canadian policy that welcomes immigrants and refugees. He made a moral case, as we know, for pursuing and punishing Nazi war criminals. But what was important is that Itchy went beyond Jewish concerns. And Rosie, we've talked about this a lot, because he advocated for Sikhs and Aboriginals, for Muslims, for Catholic-Jewish reconciliation. He was a teacher even as he was an advocate and he was a mentor for all Canadians, speaking from a deep perspective of Jewish ethics 
and a passion for universal justice. When I was involved at CJC, the staff would ask, when we're trying to figure out what to do, well, what would Abella do? He became the yardstick. Now, there's something that many people don't realize, that as he began to work with university presidents, he developed a vision of deepening academic ties between Canadian institutions and Israeli universities. In his role as the president of the Academy of Arts and Humanities of the Royal Society, he ensured that those relationships were entrenched in formal agreements. And I was privileged to be present when the Governor General and the President of the State of Israel signed agreements that Itchy had years and years of work to create. And that is why we don't worry as much as much about BDS in Canada because of the work that Itchy did over years to make sure that there would be respect, a mutual respect, and a mutual sense of support between the academic institutions of Israel and of Canada. Through all of the honors and all of the accolades, and he was intensely proud of wearing that snowflake, Itchy remained, as his son said, grounded and centered. He was tsanua, which is a Hebrew word that means modest or humble. He treated all people with respect and dignity, often saying that was, what was important is that they are people, not the positions they occupy. And so he was comfortable with the workers and the powerful of Canadian business and politics. He walked with those leaders, but he was always rooted in the neighborhood he grew up in. If you want to read more, go to the CJN website and look for Ron Sillag's full obituary. And if you want to watch the funeral, we've posted the link to the video in our show notes. On a personal note, I just want to say I was so grateful to Irving Abella because two and a half years ago, he wrote a highly complimentary review of my book, Double Threat, which is about the 17,000 Canadian Jews who served in the military during the Second World War. The review was published in the Canadian Historical Review, and I was honored that he even noticed, since it was by standing on the shoulders of giants like him that I was able to write the book. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Myra Schuster in Montreal, who wrote in about our recent episode honoring the life of the late Yehudi Lindemann, a Holocaust survivor and historian based in Montreal who died a few weeks ago. And we'll end the episode with a little more from Abella's funeral. Here is his son, JJ, describing his father's wicked sense of humor. Uh, those of you who know him, and everyone knows him, uh, there was an irreverent streak to him. And in fact, I can remember, um, you know, even as a teacher, I once, as a two-year-old, walked on the beach with him. Uh, and I saw, in Florida, I saw a ship off the coast. And I said, Daddy, what kind of ship is that? And in his 
unflappable deadpan way. He said, why, JJ, that's a borscht chip. And for years after that, I believed him. I actually believed that there was, there was a global borscht commerce. And, uh, it's, but th- that was him. He would, he would, you know, he would, he would teach. He was funny. He was irreverent. Uh, but, but all the time he was, he was, he was itchy. He was, he was our dad. He was grounded. Thank you.